Um, we're also going to be, me and Kyle are going to be releasing a song uh, at some point to hopefully before then that all three of us wrote together. All right, guys, what's going on? Episode 43 of Yellow Colored Glasses. And we're on episode number 43. Yeah, almost to a year. You guys missed my joke on the last one. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you know what that means, right? Because I, was, I, was, I wasn't recording. So I have three awesome people on. I'm going to introduce them really quick after I read a review. And we have a review from Karen W. And she says, from the moment that I walked through the doors of Warren Amount's agency, I felt a satisfying connection to Janie. Janie's getting shouted out twice. Yeah, let's go, Janie. Hell yeah, Janie. Felt a satisfying connection to Janie. She was so patient with all of my questions and went the extra mile to make sure that I was happy and also that I was being taken the best care of. She is my forever as well as Warren Mount's agency. It is truly a relief to have their knowledge, expertise, and to help keep and protect what we have worked so hard for, especially during these crazy times. So, thank you, Karen, for that awesome review. Those help a ton. Um, those five-star reviews keep boosting us up. So when people are searching Absolutely. us, all that stuff. So. Anyway, to introduce you guys to who we've got on the show today, we've got my little brother, Hunter Thomas Mounts. You guys know him. Uh, and he brought a couple of buddies with him, Kyle Austin and Nick DeLeo. These guys write a ton of songs together. Uh, they're all down in Nashville, and they're actually in town for a show tonight at Brick and Mirth. So that's going to be awesome. Woo! Wow, look at that. Wow. We have a sound. Oh, we, got, we got a couple things. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, We're going to need got, that one. Got that? You're gonna wear out that D button with Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be what was that one? Yeah. Anytime there's a joke. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Nice. So, anyway, yeah, all these guys are from Nashville. By the time you guys see this, they're gonna have played uh, tonight, and you'll see it about 10 days later. But, like Hunter said, what'd you say earlier when we weren't recording? I was just saying, by the time you see this episode, uh, you'll have already had the night of your life seeing us at Brick and Mirth, and you'll go, I'll be damned. I was at that show. Yeah. So, what's going on, guys? What we, what we got going on? You guys had a show last night. How'd yeah. that go? Uh, well, um, th- uh, there was alcohol for sure, okay. and <clears throat> a little bit, a little yeah. bit, not not too much. Yeah, but D Dubs D Dubs did it did it right. Yeah, and you do Kansas. Yeah, D Dubs. Yeah. Have you guys played there before? Or you played there? A lot? I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I used to play there all the time before I moved to Nashville. Um, that was my. I was a frequent. Yeah, you had a good. You had a, good a frequent delinquent there. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I've actually never even been out this way. I've never been to Kansas. Never been to Missouri. I've been past this, like on my way out to like Utah and stuff. But I've never been, never been out in the Midwest really before. Where are you from? Uh, Cape Cod, Massachusetts, specifically Sandwich, Sandwich, Massachusetts is the name of my hometown. Huh. Interesting. And how? So yeah. I mean, I wanted to ask you guys. Everybody knows about Hunter's stuff, and we've talked <laughs> about his journey on you know on the on here. Um, where? So what started it all? Being from Massachusetts. What got you going down into Nashville and all that? Well, kind of a funny turn of events. So in high school, so I, I, I grew up playing trumpet, so I had some sort of like a musical background, at least like reading music, which you don't really use in Nashville at all, but uh, learned how to learn how to play trumpet and read music early and then took a bunch of time off, basically just did my, you know, school sports, school sports type of thing, mm-hmm. that balance. And then um, I broke my leg real bad my senior year of high school and missed my, in football, missed my whole basketball year and basically like missed a lot of my uh, recruiting that I was gonna use for college for baseball. I had a couple like D3, like small scholarships, nothing big, but I did want to pursue it. And I ended up uh, kind of like goofing around on my sister's piano, learning how to play that. And uh, goofing, goofing. Yeah, dude, a little wacky. Yeah, just get a little kooky with it. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, just like kind of fell back in love with music and then went to school for school after the whole baseball thing was put to put to rest. And actually, I was telling these guys on the way here the funny story of how I learned how to play guitar. I was a, a biology major in college and thinking that I was going to be uh, doing like pre-med or something like that. Okay. Anyway, I took an Adderall, studying for an organic chemistry exam and literally just like totally focused on the wrong thing on like an Adderall trip, if you like focus and fixate on the wrong thing, yeah. like you're in trouble. And there, my roommate had a guitar and literally just learned how to play guitar, like sophomore year of college, basically. Mm -hmm. And then like right after that was like uh, Friday night band, Saturday night band, regulars, fell in love with it. Started writing songs, the crowd was starting to sing back to me, and then I graduated and I was like, getting looking at jobs for research or medical sales, and I was like, I gotta keep singing. And it was a blast. So moved down to, Nashville, it'll be 10 years in September, Damn. which is crazy. They say it's a 10 year town, so about yeah. to be famous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he went, he, that's kind of the story, but he actually went to the doctor and he said, hey doc, I wanna learn how to play guitar. And the doc said, all right, man, I'm gonna put you on this prescription, Adderall, take once <laughs> daily, and by the time your prescription's up, you will be playing shows. Yeah, literally. So you learned how to play guitar on Adderall, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was completely on accident, um, but, <laughs> But it became just something that like I fell in love with all my time, and I like I tend to fixate on things like whether it's like learning how to do this or do that. It's just okay. I liked it, and then yeah, you just learn the right songs as you go. But I don't know, everything is kind of just like trial by fire. That's Try awesome. like throw it in, see what happens, and and go from there. But that's, that's a good story. That's kind of the long. That's kind of the long winded. That's the short way of saying. It's it. the long. That's short. the most. That, that's the long, short, concise way of saying. Yeah. It. So right. being yeah. from Massachusetts. <clears throat> Who's like your sports teams up there that you like? Do you still loyal to all those? Or? Yeah, Celtics tonight. Okay. Sox, Patriots. Okay, well at least you're Bruins. consistent. Yeah. To Boston. All right. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't like any of those teams. But yeah. Okay. It's all. It's all good. Yeah, I see all the all really pictures. good. They're all <laughs> out here. Yeah. What the, it's you, funny that it says King next to him too. But anyway, well, ahead, I mean, you do we have any argument? <clears throat> Not right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. Not right now. So yeah, Kyle, tell us about you. Uh, yeah, I'm from a, a tiny town in uh, southwestern Kansas, almost Colorado, almost Oklahoma. Um, and there's literally nothing to do out there. So my uh, my grandpa, um, he played music. And uh, when I was 10 years old, my parents got me a guitar, and he wrote songs and performed all the time. He had a band called The Drifters that uh, uh, at one point my um, his drummer quit, and he needed a drummer, so he told my grandma, uh, we have a show Saturday, you're learning the drums. So she learned the drums and she played and sang back up for them. So they both um, traveled around, played music, and then whenever I was 10, my parents got me a guitar and he got me this um, uh, this real cheap acoustic guitar and uh, gave me a pillow sack. And then he was like, let's go, we're gonna go play shows. And every Wednesday we'd go play, um, we'd go play a different nursing home in like Southwestern Kansas uh -huh. area. We'd go, uh, we'd travel, we'd go play like two hours, three hours for these people in this nursing home. And then afterwards we'd go to a Wendy's and we'd drive home and uh, every second Sunday of every month we would do, uh, we'd put on this thing, it's called Kansas Old Time Fiddlers, Pickers and Singers. It's like this thing where uh, there's like char charters, I think, where mm -hmm. throughout the areas of Kansas, there's different charters that you like sign up and there's people that run it and put it on and everything. But anyways, it was open to the community where you could show up and there was this potluck and then it would be this big jam session where all these people from Kansas would show up and we'd just play country music for three, four hours. And then um, 
so yeah he got me into music and uh he was a songwriter too and um he taught me how to do all that stuff we played music pretty much every night out of his out of his piece of land um we pretty much just had dinner family dinner every night or he'd come to our house and we'd pick guitars every night and then uh yeah eventually i i went off to college at ku um my brother is also into music and uh we started a band out there and then um i uh, i went into construction whenever everybody was like deciding what their the rest of their lives were going to be you know everybody mm -hmm. graduated college yep. and went and did all this stuff and so i was like i think you know i probably need to get a real job so i went to construction and then um i had my own company out there in kansas and uh out there in kansas here it was literally here it was right here uh, <laughs> I forget where I am sometimes. Way out, 20 minutes over the border. Yeah, literally right right <laughs> over there. But then um, on my way to a job, uh, it was raining, and my trailer hydroplaned uh, on the highway, and it pulled me off the highway, and I wrecked, and I broke my spine in two places. And then um, I couldn't really do construction anymore after that. So I, uh, you know, I started playing music and figuring out how to produce music because I was stuck in a bed. I was on bed rest for a long time. And then... Um, Eventually, I was like, you know, I, I'm just I'll start posting some videos because like there's nothing else I can do. So I started posting videos and people liked it and started to get back into songwriting. And uh, I eventually performed once uh, at a bar called Sinclair's. Um, or I, I, I uh, these people let me up on their break, and the bar owner was like, hey, um, you know, if you want to play next week, I'll give you 150 bucks. I was like, holy, I'm gonna get paid to do this? Holy cow! I've only I've always done it for free for like. You know, nursing homes yeah. and stuff so um, did that and then everybody told me I needed to check out Nashville I got an opportunity to um, go out there and do a writer's round somebody invited me and I went out there and uh, luckily I made friends in Nashville before I moved and uh, Mikey Angert he uh, that's how you, that's who you met when you first got here just I, like at a bar randomly well no I met him on Instagram I okay. I followed all these people that use the, the hashtag Nashville and uh, I followed him, and I I taught I would always interact on their stuff, and I talked to him, and uh, he started a Twitch channel, and I had Twitch, and I was like, hey man, if you need any help, you need anybody to talk to, like about setting stuff up or figuring stuff out, I was like, I got a Twitch channel, and he was like, oh yeah, cool, let's I see you play video games, let's play video games sometimes, so we played video games, we played Call of Duty, <laughs> and then um, I flew out, and uh, I met up with him, and he showed me around, he was like, dude, just move, just do it, move. That's hilarious. So that was your foothold into like a social circle yeah. in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, right. It was Instagram and Call of Duty. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. <laughs> so, Duty called and you answered. Yeah. So nice. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We're, we're, Sorry, we're, I'm not supposed to touch that. Yeah, we're abusing uh, the buttons. No, right. you guys are good. You're good. <laughs> How did you end up meeting meeting up with these guys? Um, I'll try to keep it. Uh, Keep it kind of short. So, a couple of years ago, I was at Lake of the Ozarks for Brett Seabnecks' <laughs> bachelor party, and um, name dropping by the way. There was one night at the very end of the trip where the Airbnb was still booked, but for some reason everybody went home. Uh, and this this house we were staying in was a mansion waterfront at Lake of the Ozarks, and I had nothing going on, so I was like. Dude, I'm staying this last night. Like, I want a party. Yeah, right. So me and Dallas Kelly stay there in this huge mansion, just us two. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he's like, dude, let's go up to Captain Ron's. So we walk up the highway to Captain Ron's. Is that how he talks? 
Well, he's hammered. Kind of. So. <laughs> so that kind of was a good impression of Dallas. <laughs> we walk up to Captain Ron's uh, up the highway. Uh, didn't have any uh, high visibility vest to put on, uh, which would have been nice. But anyway, we go to Captain Ron's and Stupid. <laughs> we go to Captain Ron's and um, I had just done a shirt swap with somebody. Um, I was wearing a shirt that said something like. You're wearing a Trump shirt, weren't you? I was wearing a Trump shirt. And this, this lady was like threatening to beat me up and her husband came over there and was like, yeah, and I'll jump in on it too. Yeah, he was getting attacked by somebody. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't even, like, I, didn't do, I didn't do anything. Um, so finally I see this guy with a Bush Life shirt on and uh, I was like, dude, I love your shirt. He goes, dude, I love your shirt. I said, hell, let's switch. So in the middle of the bar, we took our shirts off, we switched. So now I was wearing a Bush Light shirt and uh, Kyle comes up to me and he goes, "Dude, that's a sick shirt." And I go, "Dude, thanks. Uh, I'm not. Well, I'm not, I can't trade you uh, because I just, <laughs> I just got this off of the market." Well, I just watched the whole thing and yeah. I was like, "Dude, I mean, smart choice because you were literally getting attacked by these people, but also <laughs> bushlight shirt. Like, well, what congratulations." What happened to the guy that took your shirt? So then all the aggression started going toward him because he was now wearing the Trump shirt and I gained a new best bud. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so I made some business decisions there, but uh, I just, I just well, was, you were, were you, was he playing at the bar then? No, he was just sitting. Well, I did. I, I opened up for the band that was playing. I didn't at know that. that. Yeah, I opened up for the band that was playing at the time, and then that's why I was like sitting there watching, is because I knew the band, and uh, Hudson Drive. Yeah. Wow. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I just talked to him randomly. Didn't even know he did music, and uh, I found out after talking to him, and and I got his Spotify. Uh, I got his album on Spotify. I was like, dude, I'm going to listen to this on the way uh, back to Nashville tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to pop it in my headphones while I'm walking back down the road to the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, all right, well, I'll listen to your album tomorrow on the way back to where we're going. So well, we did. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. And, of course, I listened to his album, freaking loved it, shot him a message. And uh, then, anyway, uh, a year or two later, I see he's moving to Nashville, and I know how it is when you're first moving to town. And I was like, dude, let's hang out. Like, I'll introduce you to everybody I know. And that's literally all that's how that went wow and then him uh nick nick delio here uh we played a on a co-ed basketball team together uh that our friend carly teft put together oh that is how that that is how we met and we won him and i were were the three-point shooters on the team was carly the coach how'd she put she put this together she she organized it oh okay yeah she just recruited some guys to play on a team that she managed we were on that was when we were on the team with like matt stell and uh, I can't remember who they is. He can hoop, can he? Yeah, he's he, pretty good. He played at Drury, I think. But okay. anyway, yeah, that that is an actual name drop. That's bad. But anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's how I met Nick. And she said, "Hey, you guys really need to write together sometime because you have very similar uh, styles." And then we started we started writing together, and we hit we we wrote great songs like the first five or six times in a row, and and then we just became really good friends after that, and. Now we're we're all helping each other. You introduced us. Uh, actually, uh, actually, no, I know exactly. I remember exactly what it was. He was playing the listening room. Yes. And uh, he he were like, "Hey, I have a buddy playing the listening room. Let's go check him out." And I was like, "Cool." And then I remember you texted him, and this is so Nick. It's funny because this is so Nick. But you texted him. You're like, "Hey, I got this buddy from Kansas that just moved here. We're gonna come check you out the listening room." Nick was like, "Hey, man, you want me to bring you up so you can kind of show him your something?" Here in Nashville, you're like, no, it's not like that. Like, <laughs> but Nick was like, dude, yeah, you want to show him up? You want to get up here? <laughs> I'll bring you up on stage. Uh, but yeah, we we watched you play at uh, the listening room, and then I met you there. Yeah, though. Yeah, so, yeah. And then we've been we wrote great. The three of us vibe good. Um, 
we road trip really good. That's like super, super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause you can have people that you vibe with and good, but if you can't go on like long road trips, I was saying this just a minute ago, it's like, it's brutal. It's miserable probably. Traveling yeah. with people that suck to travel with or like not courteous or whatever, oh, it's the worst. Yeah. But we've been, yeah, it's a good, it's a good working, it's a good working relationship. Yeah, like, like for example, I'll give you an example of that. You know, it's his vehicle we took today, and he has one rule in his car: is that whenever you burp, you gotta blow. You gotta when you burp, you gotta <laughs> you gotta blow it out. <laughs> you gotta you gotta roll the window down and 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 purge that way. And and uh, so it's not a lot to ask. It's just a little you know a little thing. I don't think like smelling it, what's in your stomach. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like you don't. He was right. Nobody wants to be breathing in three dudes' methane innards. Like yeah. you don't be sitting there doing that. So yeah. So so yeah, we're just all courteous to each other, and 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 and. Uh, and really bust each other, uh, you know, whatever. Chops. Yeah. <laughs> Chops. Where are we going here? All right. Yeah. Anyway. But, but yeah, man. You know, we, that's an awesome story. Yeah. Like, freaking, freaking love hanging out with these guys. Yeah. And I can't wait for everybody in Pleasant Hill to hear them tonight. Yeah. I'm, ex- blown away. I'm excited. I'm also excited, too, because tonight is kind of unlike any show you've really done before. Yeah. That, that at least I've been a part of as far as what the setting is going to be like. You know, normally your shows back here are at a bar. Yep. Um, you know, the, the, it's this different. Like this is going to be an intimate setting that people are there to, you know, everybody's gonna be talking and stuff still, but like, I don't know. It's just gonna be a different vibe. So I'm yep. really excited to see what it looks it's like. It's at an event space. Yeah. Uh, it's it was, it's, it's ticket. a ticketed event. Yeah, Everybody had difference. to buy tickets to get in. So I feel like. I Man, it's a hundred people. Yeah. Um, that's so. a that's a great way to do it. Even if you're you're throwing a show somewhere, even if the ticket is like two bucks, something like ridiculous, it just creates intention for why you're going to where you're going, right? And yeah. not and be like, I need to uh, this these guys are. No, I'm 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 agreeing with you 100. Uh, <laughs> <I don't know laughs> it's laughing at you. It's like, just, yeah, it's just, it gives you a reason why you're going, so that you can actually yeah. listen to what the heck's going on. Right, yeah. just, As opposed to just stumbling through like a, a set of swinging doors and be like, I'm in this bar now. Yeah. What are they doing? They're singing. Hell yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 I agree. Hundred percent. Well, I think the cool the cool thing. So on the on the podcast, like we obviously interview a lot of business owners. We talk about entrepreneurship and people taking the leap of faith to start their own business and getting out of the nine to five. And and life honestly is full of decisions and risks and all that stuff. We take AC just kicked on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, it's no different. I mean, going to Nashville and pursuing music. Yeah. Obviously, when you get down there, it's not a high paying gig, right? right. It's yeah. a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, work, yeah. commitment, um, riding the roller coaster, doing all those things. So, I, I mean, obviously I follow everything with my brother and I see how much he puts into it and, and it's getting better. And then, you know, watching you guys, what you've got going on, that's really, really cool. So what what do you guys feel like you would be doing if you weren't doing music? Do you even know? Do you even? I'd probably, I'd probably be a firefighter, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's a good answer. Um, I have no idea. Uh, I probably would have, because like construction, uh, like it's hard for me to do that regularly, especially like moving materials and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I probably have to go back to construction. I have to find something selling or doing something. You know. Yeah. Something. Something until you figure out what you actually like doing. Yeah. You can kind of do. You can kind of figure out what you like doing a lot easier though than back in the day. Yeah. Whereas, like, you either uh, graduate in college and do the corporate thing, live in the city for a little bit, and then move out to the suburbs. But now you can, like, you can sit in your computer and, like, Google, like, hundreds of jobs with certain things that you like doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a million ways to make money. Money is, like... It's everywhere. It's it's, it's not, like, it's it's not even... 
there's there's a million ways to go get it. Yeah. And the reason I asked that question, and it just kind of shows too, like you guys have all kind of burned the boats. Like you guys, there is no backup plan. There is no, there is no other option. And I think that's what keeps you guys, you know, rolling like you're rolling. The other thing that I equated to, and this is could be completely off. Hunter won't like me saying this, but I remember, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the different kind of waves of, of artists that were coming through. Like you had Jason Aldean and Brantley Gilbert and, I don't even remember all the guys, but that, you had that wave, and all those guys wrote songs together. Right. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And they all kind of piggyback off. They piggybacked off each other, and what was going on. Right. And then you had the Thomas Red and the Florida Georgia Line, and the. Right. And they all, and they all worked together. And they all worked together. Now you Chase got, Rice. You know, now you got Hardy and Morgan Wallen, Lanny Wilson, Martin yeah. McCollum. Like you've. It, it's even classes. Though, even though you guys aren't like big yet, like it reminds me of that same type of thing where when when you're doing something together and you guys are all writing songs together, all it takes is one of those damn things to hit. Yeah. And one of those hits. From any one of us. From any of you. Yeah. And it's, the ball's rolling. Yeah. Right? And I think that's awesome. Um, that's why those people succeed though, is yeah. because, you know, if you have this, if you have this big village of everybody working together, as soon as one person succeeds, everybody succeeds. Yeah. And that's why like all those people work together and that's why they're all coming up at the same time is because, you know, you make those friendships. <laughs> <laughs> I could. That was mine. Oh, you make those. You make those friendships, and like I said, one person wins. Everybody wins. Everybody's trying to bring each yeah. other up because you know yeah. you made you made those. And I think the reason why it takes a long time, and then all of a sudden you see these classes pop, is because the people that are still in town doing stuff are still there, and the other people have kind of fizzled out, right? Mm-hmm. So if your whole class is there, like it's not just like one guy makes it and the whole class pops up. It's like it takes so long for people to be like. Oh, I'm gonna get married. Oh, I'm gonna have kids. Oh, I actually need money. Oh, I actually don't give a shit about music anymore. Can I yeah. swear on this? Sorry, my bad. No, you're good. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we'll censor you. Yeah, yeah. Don't get mad about I that. I got the time. <laughs> no, it, it's no different too. Like with um, even with our business. I mean, most, most people like they they want to do something for themselves, right? Like right. you're doing it. You start out. I mean, you moved to Nashville, not thinking that you were going to be in a group. Right? I'm giving a damn about guys like this. Dude. Yeah, like, I still and, hate you. And you go so much further together, and you you do you know when you've got everybody with a different talent, everybody with a different kind of style or, or niche, everybody with a different role in our office with what we handle. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just it's amazing how it all just kind of starts to come together and and takes off. So, dude, I just thought of a good analogy for. We were talking about like traveling, all traveling together. You know, success, I guess, could be, you know, like you said, one one person pops off. You can you can take everybody with you. You know, whoever whoever pops off first, I guess I guess uh, we figure out whose vehicle we're taking. You know, if Kyle if Kyle's the one that 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 has the hit song before any of us do, it's like all right, I guess we're hopping in Kyle's truck. You know. Well, yeah, it, does that make sense? <laughs> that was really nice. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, beautifully I, delivered, in fact. I was thinking yeah. about how to say it really deeply. You know? yeah. um, Who's got the gas, though? Yeah. yeah. Who rotated the tires? There's a whole lot to it. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's very funny how, how like well we all work together, and it's, it is cool that like we're all pushing each other and trying to help each other. It, I was telling somebody about this last night. It was funny because we were talking about how you just got a van. I was telling somebody how you just got a van. It's like, yeah, it's it's cool because, you know, Hunter just got a van. And I was like, oh, and Nick just got that trailer. So, like, it's cool. You know, we all have this stuff to use. I was like, and I, I just bought the sound system. Literally. And, like, we're all sharing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> yeah dude. So what happens when you guys write a song together and then you all want the same song? Uh, we arm wrestle. How does that work? Have you guys ever had arguments about that? No, not really. No, it's, no. Yeah. Or disagreements? or No, usually, usually it's... 
I think I don't know because I haven't been here. I'm putting you guys on the spot. Yeah, as long as you guys have. But I'm I'm assuming if somebody has the idea or brings the idea to the table and then you write the song, that person usually probably gets first dibs or no. I think if you're a writer on it, so like legally, if you're if you're a writer on it, you have like rights to cut it or do whatever you want. But I think that like I've talked to you about doing double songs because all the songs that he cuts, I'm like. I really like that song. Like, I'd love to cut it. And I've, I've asked you a bunch of times before, like, if I double cut some of these and, and he's he's cool about it, and he's like, no, definitely not. Uh, the more people that are listening to the song that we wrote, it's advantageous for all of us. So right, you can yeah. either be selfish about it. Like, there's definitely a lot of people that you hear that are like, no, like, I want to cut that, but I don't want to cut it for two years. It's like, what are we doing? Like, that's that's ridiculous. There's some people that, like, are very territorial about that, and that just shows that they're not getting the whole vibe of like what the music Nashville sharing resources growing together like you're you're not going to be oh you're going to like say to somebody no I don't want you to cut this song but then that person blows up and you're going to be like oh my god great job like take me with you please with please cut my song yeah, I didn't want song. you to cut it's like no you you showed your true colors when there was nothing on the line yeah. right I, that's a great point I would love and I I would love to hear like him cut a song like Bronco, you know, and he's got a couple songs that we wrote together. Like there's a song called Fiddle With It, for example, I really like, you know, that I might want to cut someday. And we've just kind of talked about the fact that, dude, it's at the end of the day, like it's about people hearing our songs. So. It is. That's true. And there's plenty of songs. I mean, there's so many songs I hear and I'm like, this sounds, this would sound so much better if somebody else cut it. Yeah. Right. right? Or like yeah. that sounds like a so-and-so type of song sure. versus... And, and you do, you know, you hear like uh, just some that come to mind, like Dirt Road Anthem, like right. Mm-hmm. You know, Aldine was the one that got it big, but Brantley Gilbert, you know, when you listen back on his old album, it's right there on, on his. Right, yeah. Um, it literally did not hurt Brantley Gilbert one iota. It helped. That him. It, it, it launched him. He's, he exactly. is, that launched his career. Correct. Yeah. 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 No, that's a great. That's a great point. I think just being not being prideful about it and not being yeah. uh, jealous or you know butthurt that somebody else's i think if you follow like the it. general rules of just like common courtesy with a lot of stuff everything can be avoided like just communication like just like being aware of like everything that's going on yeah the general rules of just being an adult go along with right, it. yeah <laughs> it's like if, if you didn't want me to cut it you know I, you'd say it and it'd be like well, we'll talk about it, you know, but it's not like everybody is their feelings hurt. Some people do, but we don't. Well, no, like general rules of being an adult, and uh, that, that's still one of those things, communication and stuff like that. I mean, should be pretty straightforward, but yeah. sometimes people aren't great at it. So, anyway, yeah. I didn't mean to, I, I just honestly wondered that, so I hope I didn't put you guys on the spot. No, yeah, you did not at all. We, we've never had an issue, and that's I think that's why, is because we're all very open and courteous, like, to each other. We all, yeah, yeah. So, what do you guys have on the docket? I know you got your show tonight. What are you guys? Have? I know you did the one last night. Are you guys doing anything else together this summer? Uh, yeah. So, me and or uh, let's see, Kyle and I. Kyle and I are going to be playing. <laughs> really nice. Kyle and I <laughs> are going to be playing at the Grandview Amphitheater July fourteenth. That's a Saturday. It's all ages. Uh, you can bring lawn chairs. Serapes or blankets. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All that stuff's encouraged, um, and I think it's a ten dollar ticket, okay. and you just have to go to GrandviewAmp.com, and it's really really cool because it's a brand new state of the art amphitheater uh, that holds a ton of people. I'm hoping I'm hoping we can we can put some people in that. Yeah, but 
Um, we're also going to be, me and Kyle are going to be releasing a song uh, at some point to hopefully before then that all three of us wrote together um, called Collard Greens. So. Okay. Okay. And what, then, uh, yeah. What, um, <coughs> dang it, your little hand motion made me forget what I was going to say. Dang it. Oh, you, uh, yeah. So at the amphitheater, uh, is anybody else, is it just you guys playing or is there anybody else too? It's just, just us. us. Two yeah. full bands from Nashville, one night of solid country music. Okay. Hell yeah. The best it gets. Yeah. <laughs> so, do, so Nick, do you go back and do you play a lot at home? Do you go like up north? Yeah, I was home last weekend. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of writers that are from my hometown that have moved to Nashville uh, that we did like a big kind of writers round, kind of like what I think we're doing tonight, right? Yep. Tonight's gonna be right around yep. Friends around South. Yep. Um, so we did that at a bar back home, and it's kind of cool. Uh, we were just talking about this in the car ride. We had a lot to talk about in nine hours, but we were just talking about how it's funny. How when you play those bars all the time, like say you go home for the summer, I'm going to take the summer off and I'm going to play like these 10 bars. I'm going to do, you know, two a week type of thing. Yeah. And people like come out, but they don't like come out. It's funny how when you start coming out less and less, but then you also bring people from Nashville, it kind of validates what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, like the attendance is, is, is much, much So better. it's much more quality over quantity type of situation, right? Is that what you're saying? In terms of, yeah, pulling pulling a crowd, yeah. Because yeah. if you just hit the same bars all the time, people are like, oh, I'll just catch them next week. Yeah. But also, when you have more Nashville guys, you're allowed to get away with, like, would you guys like to hear an original song? Instead of, like, hey, just play the same it's wagon wheel. Yeah, yeah, literally. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, uh, I have recently uh, gotten with a band. So okay. uh, drummer, bass, and guitar. And we're doing like kind of not full touring, but we're we're at least two, three weekends a month right now all all over the country, which is super, super exciting. It's awesome. In territories I've never been. And uh, it's really nice when you find a bunch of guys that you have and it's it's replicable. Like you know exactly what you're getting every time. So you're you're not just like trying to figure out if the show works. Right. You're trying to improve the show because you know that the product is just press play. Now I can do a little extra crowd talking or a little extra flare on this or that um but yeah so a bunch of that going on this summer i would say that yeah consistency on your band is probably <clears throat> a really big deal oh my yeah. god yeah so, well what else we got is there anything else funded um man i just think i just think tonight's gonna be really really cool i'm i'm excited for uh for my hometown to to hear some fresh some fresh voices and just uh just kind of expose them to to how much talent you know, is out there. I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, whenever you live, let's see, I don't want to say that wrong. I feel like you're either, most people are either going to an arena to see Morgan Wallen or they're seeing um, the same band every weekend. And there's like no in between, you know. Okay. And I think that this is going to be a really cool in between thing. Yeah. You know? I, I also it's think it's going to open some eyes. I think. Yeah, I also think it's really cool this this type of thing, like a writers round kind of thing, which is every day, multiple times a day in Nashville <clears throat> in so many bars. This type of thing is not seen outside of that very That's often. There's a, there's another uh, there's one group uh, in Kansas City area called Barstool Sessions. They put on something. It's so very similar to this. They uh, they go to Nashville all the time. And they they've seen it out there, and they're like, "Oh, we should bring this back to Kansas City." And they've okay. done a really good job of that. But chicken and pickle, remember that? Yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's rare outside of Nashville that that stuff happens, and it's really cool to bring that to like Kansas City or any other small town or bigger bigger town because again, like the songwriter thing, 
especially in Nashville, that that doesn't happen outside really, mm-hmm. outside of Nashville. So I think it's cool that we're bringing that stuff yeah. to Kansas City and, and there's other a, places. You're almost when when you first start playing your original songs outside of Nashville, you're very self conscious because the uh, environment in Nashville is like it's okay to play songs that you've wrote that may not be bangers or on the radio and so when you're first starting out it's like I'm going to try this one and you feel like nervous to play it there but when you get outside of that you're almost like even more self-conscious about that in the early stages but what I like about it is that now after playing so many of these on the road you know that people actually love more than the covers hearing, hearing the songs that you've written they love you slowing down and telling them the story of why you wrote the song, you know, versus just like playing an original song and then moving on to the covers. Like they love the behind the scenes. They love being part of like behind the curtain of what's happening in Nashville. They have no, not, not no clue in a negative sense, but there's, there's, it's tough to understand what's happening in Nashville and the amount of songs that are being cranked out like a machine every day until you're in it and you're never in it unless you're in it. So you try to bring it to these people and it seems like everyone outside of Nashville, the response for writer's rounds, like I'm, the, you make more money playing writer's rounds outside of Nashville than you do full band stuff. Like literally bars and clubs are paying like almost double what you can, what you can get for a full band to do some originals and covers. It's 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 remarkable. It's it's awesome too because that's what we all we want to do is play that's our own stuff. And I was just going to say too, it's going to be really refreshing <clears throat> for us because we play events like the event we're playing tonight. We play this format three or four times a week sometimes. And in Nashville, it is so common that you can kind of just go through the motions. The people playing the songs at the round don't usually care that much, and then the people in the crowd definitely don't care that much a lot of times and so it's going to be cool there's a level of appreciation for yeah. it because that's probably the best way to say it yeah, yeah because and you know like in Nashville the songs written all the time there's these rounds all the time and while you're there you know you, your friends are there and it's a music town so it's not a surprise to hear music in a place you walk in you buy a beer you get your food move you talk to, to your one. buddies and then you move on to the next bar yeah. that's, the, that's the point and then whenever you bring it to somewhere right Yep. Like here, there's an appreciation for it because they don't get it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a great point. So is that what the so tonight? I'd say I didn't even really know what the setup was tonight. So it's going to be all original stuff tonight. We much. might we'll probably play a couple covers, but yeah, that, it's going to be really focusing on on you know a lot of the the work that we have done right. over the last six, seven, eight, ten years. Yeah, that's you awesome. know, so we're we're gonna we're gonna put that on display and we're gonna show you know people that you know just because we don't have. Uh, Ferraris or anything that we're that we're still actually didn't work down there. So okay. love it, love it. We're gonna how, band now, how long are you guys gonna go tonight? Uh, probably three hours, two and a half, three hours. Okay, okay. Were you? I feel like you're about to add something. Uh, no, you were saying Ferraris. I was yeah. gonna say tour bus. I was gonna say we got fans now. So we have fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he, he just did you hear about what he just got? Well, he texted me. He goes, "I'm a proud over proud owner of a van," and yeah. I we hadn't really talked about it yet. So. It is a sexy. 99 Dude, Chevy Express. Okay. It is clean. It's clean. Tow package. It's got the tow package. It's got the dim- I got a I got a light dimmer in there. No kidding. <laughs> There's a light dimmer in there and it is We have Hunter's top girlfriend notch. over here. She's not on camera right now but she's it's, rolling her eyes at She was she was his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um 
You guys ready to wrap it up? Yeah, man. Okay. Hey, this, this is great. Thank you guys for coming on. I'm excited to, to watch you tonight. Um, thanks to everybody watching watching this. Hopefully, you're coming out to the show. Um, Before you, you wrap it up, sorry to yeah. interrupt, but I just yeah. want to ask, why, why yellow colored glasses? Why is that the name of the podcast? So the, I'm the, sure you've said this like a thousand no, times not, in years. No, not but. a lot. Um, so it's yellow colored glasses. So we were trying to come up with, uh, so obviously, when the podcast started, it was to talk about um, going into business for yourself, interviewing local businesses, really, honestly, just trying to make, doing basically like a show for promoting other local businesses in the area. But along with that, you know, our perspective, our opinions on a lot of things, and obviously our colors are yellow and black. So we thought through the lenses of yellow colored glasses was kind of catchy. Uh, and Michaela actually came up with that. So yeah, we rolled with that, and that's that's why. That's so crazy. you're you're in town. You hear there's a new new company on the block. Someone's opening something. You go reach out to them, have them come on the podcast. Yeah, a lot. So we 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 go. I mean, when you we're on what 43 now, so. There's only so many businesses in town. <laughs> like, there's only so many. So we try to stay local, but we do a lot of, we do a lot of, um, you know, people that are entrepreneurs, real estate, yeah. um, people that, gosh, you, we've had some really cool people on here, um, guys that we've partnered with, uh, with with insurance stuff. Sometimes we'll talk about all the different types of products that we that we offer. Um, sometimes we'll just get on here and BS. So. I love that you do, I love that you do that for new businesses because he's actually repping uh, our my roofing company's hat. Okay, uh, love it. Twenty twenty hit and we lost all our gigs and service industry jobs. And my partner Nick, that goofball that was just on the phone, showing me his hammer. Yeah, literal Here's, hammer. Here. Literal <laughs> hammer. Nine pound hammer. Yeah. Wait, that's <laughs> not it. Yeah. Uh, claw. Claw. That's not better either. It's a framer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we had to do something just to make kind of make ends meet. And uh, he had a construction background. I had a, uh, a background in just like sales and yeah, in, in that specific industry. And we ended up doing that. So I love that you do that for local businesses and help get their their names out because it's hard. It's hard to figure out what you need to do when you're holding all the when you're wearing all the hats at the same time. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think the other thing too is like the podcast. We've got some that have. 500 views we've got some that have 10 we've got some that have 250 like it doesn't really matter the piece of the reason that we do it like we do it is because number one just having the consistency mm-hmm. yeah. if we consistently put it out there we've always got the footage we've always got the the videos of you know when we, when we send it to whoever comes on we'll send them send them everything right so for social media purposes i mean we've always got clips that we that we can go and, and pull thumbnails or pull clips to post and all that stuff um and that makes the marketing piece of it much much easier and i think it's just the consistency of it yeah whether the actual podcast has a ton of views or not if we have a clip that we pull from one that only has 15 views it doesn't matter if, it, if that clip does is something really good well. to, yeah. to to get out there then the yeah. more good so yeah where then and that that kind of reminded me too what is can you guys tell everybody like your how they can find you on social media like what your handles are all that stuff we can put it up on the screen too sure yeah uh mine is kyle austin music on everything everything's just kyle austin music on youtube instagram uh twitch everything okay it's all that tiktok tiktok yeah tiktok That's, yeah um and then your, your website is kyleaustinmusic.com yeah hey thanks thanks i'm an idiot and i appreciate it i have no idea you're welcome Where, I, I never get asked that question so i i don't know yeah what's your website yeah. What about your name? <laughs> uh, mine is all my handles are at Nick DeLeo Music. DeLeo, D E L E O. Nick DeLeo Music. Okay. And my website is nickdeleo.com. Okay. Which also has a link to all of my socials. So that's probably the easiest way to go. Perfect. Just get there. Yeah. 
And then uh, on every social media platform, I am at Hunter T Mounts. And then it's like bounce with a mm on it. Yeah, it's like bounce with a mm on it. And then uh, www.huntermounts.com. Uh, Do you still have to use WWs, or is that not a thing? Uh, not really. I mean, thank you, you for correcting me. It's it's a HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.huntermounts.com. Well, okay. right. That's important. Have you guys seen those dot cards? Yeah, yeah they're cool. Mm-hmm. I have not. Yeah. Have I showed you the one we got? Uh, no, somebody at the gym. Somebody at the gym hit me with one. I was like, dude, I have just been got by the dot. Yeah, wow. <laughs> no, for real. They are, they are uh, yeah. No, they're legit. They're legit because you can put, I mean, I'll show you. Yeah, it's, so. It's, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, it's a card. It's a card, and you hold it to the back of somebody's phone, and it's literally, like, pulls up, like, a link tree-esque thing, and it has all your stuff on it. It says, like, Instagram, Facebook, and people can just click it, and then it takes them to. Well, and they save it. So, you know how, like, when somebody sends you a contact in your phone, you just hit save. Oh, right, right? Yeah. So, yeah. when when uh, when you pull it up, I'll show you. We'll just do this live, okay? And then everybody can see that they need to get a dot card. You will never need a business card again, ever. Good. Scan it on your phone. Oh, I didn't know I had a QR code. I thought it was like a... No, you, so you just scan it with your camera, and then it, you don't have my number yet, so you can save it anyway. It'll be perfect. See? So you do that. <laughs> oh, no service. Oh, there it goes. Did it scan already? Yeah, it did. And then when you save that contact and go in there, it'll pull up every... Like, pulls up all of our socials, our YouTube... Uh, pulls over podcast anything you want you can link on there Boom. so when you're talking about your music and all that stuff taking people to different places um, it can be super cool for you guys yeah no that's that's absolutely anyway all right well Safe contact. looking forward to the show tonight thank you if you're watching this share it like and subscribe like it says right behind hunter and kyle and uh, it's a great shout out to you by yeah that. thank you biceps thank you. are looking good now yeah that was a lot better <laughs> back then yeah <laughs> anyway all right well thanks for coming on guys thank yeah you. thanks man thanks all for right. having us on yep. appreciate it yep. appreciate it brother all right peace out everybody